Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Nice in Chicago, huh? It's like an Elizabeth Warren summer. See, when I was a kid, they called it an Indian summer. I want to be politically correct. She's an Indian after all, right? Lying bastards that they all are. And the worst part about it is somehow they're in control of the macro situation in our country and our economy. To listen to this front-running, inside-trading fool dictate the economy of our retirement funds of our housing markets, of our savings account. It is really too much for somebody like me to bear. And when I say somebody like me, it's somebody who doesn't like to be a slave. I don't like it. I don't like it. I particularly don't like it when the slave master has been wrong and corrupt since he first stepped onto the job. Let's visit a little Jerome Powell history, shall we? The Fed chair on 60 Minutes last night in a pretty wide-ranging interview. Steve Leisman has details if you missed it. Hey, Steve. Hey, good morning, Carl. Yeah, Fed Chair, Jer- Fed chair Jay Powell sticking to his talking points for the big national audience on 60 Minutes last night, saying he see, sees a strong economic recovery gathering steam, but the Fed will keep interest rates near zero, at least for this year, if not longer. Oh, wait, you, you want to know what year? That's a year ago. A year ago this month. All the way through the end of this year, you wouldn't see rates increasing. I think it's highly unlikely we would raise rates anything like this year. No. Powell reiterated his contention that any coming bout of inflation will be temporary and unlikely to alter the underlying inflation psychology that has generally expected modest inflation and help keep inflation down. Fetch here also making his first comments on the blow off of the Archegos family fund, saying he... Yeah, that, that, I mean, now let's go. Just four months later, we're not even thinking about thinking about thinking about raising rates. Um, we're, we're we're totally focused on now. If we do see that inflation expectations are moving up, or inflation is is on a path to remain well above uh, our uh, you know our goals and, and the risk of, of setting us off on a, on a period of high inflation, then we'll use our tools to guide inflation back down to two percent. So in the end, it's not going to be in the end, it will be transitory. And uh, um, people need to have faith in the central bank that we that we will do that. But we will. I don't have any faith in you, dummy. See, in any other job, in any other a stock boy in a liquor store, your stupid, corrupt ass would have been fired years ago. But instead, you work for the Democrat La Cosa Nostra. And you've never been in a stronger position. In fact, what you did today will lead to massive bankruptcies. 
Massive. People will default on loans. Credit cards will go into delinquency. And then I know. I know what your answer is going to be. Happening today, Vice President Kamala Harris will be in Boston to announce the new steps the White House is taking to help lower energy costs this winter. The Biden administration is providing four and a half billion dollars through the low income home energy assistance program. And now you got them just where you want them. Everybody on the welfare train. Loyal Democrat base. According to the announcement, the money will not only cover heating costs and unpaid utility bills, it will also allow families to make home repairs to lower heating and cooling bills. Oh, how is that? How are you going to give us money to lower heating and cooling bills? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. You're going to have all kinds of welfare money so we can keep your corrupt union labor extortion mafia in business, right? Because that's where this dimwit was speaking today, and he's got a bunch of things to tell you. But the future of labor was in the future. All right, I want you to write this down somewhere. The future of labor was in the future. Was about what we have to do to deal with climate, oh. with advanced manufacturing, that we have to do to deal with things like those little computer chips. So see, Squirrel, welfare cheese will be given to people, but only if they buy the boondoggle scams that keep the IBEW union extortion mafia in business. That's why he was all excited to go and speak in front of a bunch of hacks, willing slaves like the IBEW. And then we came along with a little thing that everybody wondered what it was. We talked about the Chips and Science Act. Chips well, guess what? We have American and non-American business investing literally several trillion, I mean, billion, hundreds of billions of dollars. See, and union guys don't care about this because they don't need anybody smart. They need somebody crooked. They need somebody corrupt. They need corrupt government to guarantee their profits. And I mean this, and I think American businesses are coming to understand this, and American industry, is that, you know... It costs more to hire a union worker than a non-union worker, but guess what? It costs you less over time. How's that, stupid? Hey, wrinkled ass. How's that? Because you have the best product from what you're paying for. And so anyway, I just want to thank you, Lonnie, and all the union presidents that are here. Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie. Oh, another short-in-the-pants Irishman with a sexually frustrated wife with a $5,000 Louis Vuitton bag. Stepping up. It wasn't easy to step up as boldly as you did. I really mean it. I've always had support of the IBW. but never on this. Never. It's IBEW. Listen here, Irish gypsy. At least get the name of your crime syndicate right. So aggressively on dealing with the things we're talking about. There are three major, major pieces of legislation that already created 700,000 manufacturing jobs and create literally several million more. Several million more. I mean... It- Good thing you're talking to union slaves. Otherwise, somebody would question your wrinkled ass. And that is the, the infrastructure bill, which is facts to everything from highways and bridges to broadband to clean water, lead pipe, I mean, across the board. This is the president of the United States. Right here. This bumbling, stumbling, dimwit, corrupt political whore asset of not just China, Ukrainian oligarchs, bag man, since he was a senator. For the organized syndicate of unions. Because it's the future. Every single thing that your kids, when you're their year age, are buying, it's going to require a computer chip. We invented them. 
Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen there, short in the pants. You didn't invent anything. IBEW invented nothing but extortion. No union invented the chip. No political whore invented the chip. Independent men invented the chip. Companies that built empires on it. Has nothing to do with America. You didn't do jack, except you took their money away. You penalized them so they couldn't grow organically. And then you shook them down that if they wanted to keep their money, they had to bribe you through lobbying to get special treatment. And you turned everything into the IBW Union Labor Extortion Mafia. We invented them. We're the ones who advanced them. Boy, this is aggravating, isn't it? This is a guy for 50 years that never accomplished a damn thing and put God in front of it. Never a damn thing. And he sits up there like a man, like all these other Democrat roaches, like a man. You didn't do anything except figure out how to tax, extort, and regulate the very entrepreneurs that came up with the genius you take for granted. And you couldn't even employ your thugs that are there, except they all got behind you, didn't they? They all stepped in fetch. Hello. I'm IBEW International President Lonnie Stevenson. Hi, Lonnie. It's an important message for all IBEW members in California. All right. On September 14th, there is a recall election for your governor, Gavin Newsom. Huh. We know that politics can be confusing and upsetting. Because you're idiots. Honestly, I wish we could avoid this election altogether. Okay. But it's always been the IBEW's priority to take action to protect our jobs, our benefits, and our rights. This is the real one percenters. The politically corrupt. They're the ones that kept Newsom in office, even though it's destroying and is destroying the, the, the greatest state on the planet. The IBEW told their army of foot soldiers how to step and fetch. And they did it because they knew the big payoff was coming. The United States of America, yet we lost the market because we didn't invest. We didn't invest in America. We came along and with the help of all of you in this room, we got we got strong support and we invested. And all the way from I was just up at IB, IB, uh, IBM, up in upstate New York, and then I went to, over to Syracuse, New York. We talked just those two outfits are several hundred billion dollars over time. All of it, the entire agenda of this mafia is to benefit its privileged cohorts in corruption. This has nothing to do with the people of this country. They don't give a rip what happens to you and your retirement and your job and your savings. This is the greatest organized syndicate on the planet. It just happens to be presenting itself as the American government. And it's an absolute and total disgrace. Let's have a nice Thanksgiving warm welcome by the IBEW. they got a lot to be thankful for. Happy Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for. It's been eight months since the pandemic first started. Still being considered essential workers. Oh, I forgot about that. The whole pandemic, all essential workers, all got the mystical, magical pay from government. And the rest of you, ah, gots on ghoul. Too bad. And now, when you're suffering from all kinds of inflation, the government is going to help you again. How are they going to help you? They're going to raise the rates on your charge cards, on your loans. They're going to throw you into bankruptcy. And then they'll bail out those very institutions as they chase you for the money. 
Is a is a downshift contingent on a string of better inflation data specifically between now and, uh, let's say, the December meeting? Or is that something that the Fed could potentially proceed with independent of that data, given the lagged effects that you mentioned? So a couple of things on that. Um, we do need to see inflation coming down decisively, and good evidence of that would be uh, a series of down monthly readings. Of course, that's what we'd all love to see, uh, but that's, I've never thought of that as the appropriate test for slowing the pace of increases. Or for- so that is why we are doomed until Jerome Powell is thrown out on his ass and every Democrat mafia member that holds an office from your municipality all the way up to the dimwit in diapers is thrown out. Because this system is controlled by the corrupt. They have no idea what they're doing. And the idea that the plan is to keep raising rates means that they want to keep pulling the bulk of us into bankruptcy, into destitution. Because once you're there... The plan is very, very simple. You then will become a welfare roach. And if you want any more, you're going to have to pull the lever for the corrupt mafia in charge. You know, the Democrats. Unless you did what I did and took all your... Happening today, Vice President Kamala Harris will be in Boston to announce the new steps the White House is taking to help lower energy costs this winter. The Biden administration is providing four and a half billion dollars through the low income home energy assistance program. According to the announcement, that's the only way you're going to be able to afford a Biden administration. And as for the rest of us, that's the goal. Bankrupt you. That's why they're doing this. The Federal Reserve chairman said as much. The problem is there's too much consumption. There's too many of us that can still muddle through it. They haven't gotten it just right. The Goldilocks strategy of bankruptcy. They don't know what they're doing. The problem is you're the experiment. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I mean, it's painful to watch these 80-year-old political whores go around and tout fraud and scandal. Ford Motor Company and General Motors and other companies around the world have spent hundreds of billions of dollars retooling their plants. Why? Because they're going electric. And by 2030... None of that is true. You spent the money. You subsidized those union payoff pretend companies. You spent the money to retool. They have fired, Ford alone has fired over 16,000 employees this year. And these political whores go out and tout it as a success. That's all we're going to have in America. Electric cars being manufactured, not on the road, but being sold in, in new cars. That's the President Biden's goal. You could take your phony electric cars and shove them. And, you know, I was uh, doing a little research last night. I didn't realize this eco-Nazi movement had a lot of support from a lot of strange people. Squirrel, see if you can figure out who this is. And if we don't wake up to that, there's going to be no weather. Because our photographs are melting because we're doing bad things to the atmosphere. We've got to put everything in one. Everything in one world. Everything in one world now. If it doesn't come to one world now, there will be no planet. There will be no life on the planet. You know who that is? Oh, God. Charlie Manson. He's a strong Democrat supporter of the Biden policies. And the UAW, Charlie Manson, and the Biden crime syndicate, all on the same page. Let's all be one. 
Chris in Wheaton. Yeah, Sean, thanks so much. Just love your program. Don't even know where to start, but thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. Um, I went out and checked this whole thing about the diesel fuel that uh, has been brought up about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I went up to uh, the Department of Transportation. That's uh, Pete Buttigieg, or however you pronounce his name. Yeah, he's a transportation uh, expert, and he knows how to get Merlot expert. out of cashmere. Exactly. He's an expert. I think he is playing golf, though, because at this point we're down to 19 days, Sean. And if this is a fact, that should be what's on the radio, TV, everywhere, screaming at the top of their lungs. Because if we do not have diesel fuel, that means there will be nothing on the shelves. Give it a week after that. And we're talking... Look out! I'm not kidding. And then you don't. The other part is is they didn't uh, settle that whole thing with the railways, and it yeah. seems like it's kind of perfectly timed because if the railways don't work, uh, we will not have anything going anywhere. And uh, these people are trying to destroy the economy. I'm in the financial services industry and have been for 40 years, and I can assure you that no one in their right mind would be doing this. Chris, you're obviously brilliant. I agree with everything, except you made one bad assumption. Just because yes, Pete Buttigieg's office says he's looking for balls does not mean he's golfing. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. In the meantime... My name is Shamit Konar. I'm the chief executive officer for Pilot Flying J. We operate the largest network of travel centers in the United States, serving the U.S. trucking industry and four-wheel customers. We currently account for approximately 20% of the country's highway, or as we call it, over-the-road diesel supply, 20%, as well as 30% of the diesel exhaust fluid supply, also known as DEF. Similar to my colleagues here, Pilot is facing a threat of severe reduction in rail service allocations. For Pilot, the service reduction allocations are being imposed by the Union Pacific Railroad. On April 13th, we were informed by the Union Pacific that we were required to reduce shipments by 26%. In subsequent conversations, we were asked to reduce them even further by 50% or face embargoes. By the government. This is self-induced, just like the recession that they claim is not. This is how you bankrupt the nation. This is exactly the position they want America in the whole time lying right to your face. That's what I call inflation. At the end of the month, what you have left, you have no money. That's inflation. What's, what do you, the things you need, are they going up? <laughs> oh, my God. No one's ever reduced the debt that much. We cut the federal debt in half. They cut the federal debt in half. And the union cheers, yay! Where's my payoff, scum? Jim and Palatine. Hello there, buddy. How are you? Okay, a uh, couple things I got here today. Uh, first of all, uh, well, I want to say that I go to the Arlington Pipe and uh, Cigar Store, and they, they'd love to have you come someday. 
I got my own. I don't like people. I stay by my own. And in, in order to get in my store, I, you have to have never voted for Joe Biden. So I give you a moron-free smoking environment. When I go to other places, I may bump into a Democrat. That's not what I'm looking for. I can't enjoy myself. Jim, I'm going to put you back on hold because I went long. And Squirrel Hands is, is rubbing his little hands together. He gets nervous. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's the end of the world. See, this is how you succeed with money. Do not take their money. No matter how much they tell you they're going to give you, if they want to advertise on my show, whatever. Get away from me. It's that simple. It's that simple. Because you can't control this macro corruption. It is systemic in our government. You live in that sewer of Illinois. You have any idea the vacancies? The vacancies in commercial real estate. You have any idea what's going on right now? What the big plan is? It massively expand welfare. Because the people on it will take any level of corruption. They're not disgusted by it. They're titillated by it. They want in on it. That's the separation it's not of race. It's not, it's not of anything other than dignity. And if you look at that sewer and pick another one, New York, New Jersey, look at, look at what they do. Look at, at the character of those people. And they're blaming others who want integrity in a system? Wrong. Wrong. We want integrity. We want laws to be abided by. Even the insider trading ones that all of these low-life rats keep practicing. We're identifying the appropriately restrictive level that we're aiming for. Uh, we need to bring our policy stance down to a level that's sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% objective. Their, their 2% objective, they have no idea. The data that they produce, that they use, is corrupted. They don't know what they're doing. What they do know what they're doing is they're controlling the markets. They all made a fortune today. A fortune. Some of them even accidentally. Because every time they open their mouth about green energy, the reality is it's a failure. It cannot exist without the corruption and support of government. Unfortunately, for the rest of this dimwit's tenure, they have it. By 2035, he wants the power sector of America to be carbon free. The only good news is by 2035, this moron will be a fossil fuel. That's the only bright side. It's like today when the market's down. Zuckerberg, down 73%, that alien-looking freak. By the way, we will be streaming the last hour due to men in costumes chasing balls. So we will be on Asshat. We will be on AM560, The Answer. What's the other one we'll be on, Squirrel? Rumble. And that's it? Yeah, I've been kicked off of everything else. 560theanswer.com. Good. Kicked off everything else. Take your Google and shove it. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, how come every time this pea brain in the White House opens his mouth about energy, his good buddy Warren Buffett, who owns a principal in Chevron, makes billions? He actually he actually owns more of uh, Occidental, and Occidental okay. is a oh. phenomenal company. But Warren Buffett makes money because regardless of what he says, he invests on fundamentals. So he'll always make money because he detaches the two. And he understands sometimes looking like a compassionate person can make you the most money when the people who are in power are corrupt, like Joe Biden. If you notice, Warren Buffett really doesn't have a tremendous amount of green energy boondoggles. 
No, no. No. Because what he owns are the Occidentals. He owns the Chevrons. He owns the companies that have diversified into that. Ironically, when Joe Biden subsidizes the bulk of these phony green energy scams, they've already been infiltrated by big oil. Big oil will stop producing oil, and they will start to produce what the government subsidizes. Because they cannot outsmart the actual market. The problem is, what's best for the people is not corporatism, is not this game. What's best for the people is a government that is restrained. We do not have one. And I'll tell you the truth, I don't think we're ever going to have one again. Because the American people have become willful slaves. And when you have Republicans, like Bob Fioretti, for example... An ex-mafia Democrat who pretends that he's a Republican now. There are no standards to be a Republican. Any moron can say they're a Republican. Until you have standards and you have a shared principle fundamental, you're going to have skullduggery. Like, take a look at Illinois Republicans. Whether it's that meathead Irishman and his lobbyist brothers, Durkin, or the other moron and his wife with the video games and God knows how many pot dispensaries. You're not going to have anything until you have a club that has has a purpose, has a fundamental. And if you don't abide by it, you're out on your ass. You're going to always have an option for this kind of thievery and this this kabuki politics. Republicans versus Democrats is a one of them going to stop the fraud in foreign policy or the Federal Reserve, because this is a bipartisan appointment. This idiot, Jerome Powell, who today bankrupted millions of people and they just don't know it yet. Thank you very much, Don. To celebrate this as, he's fighting inflation. You have to be such a moron that you believe the people who got their jobs by lying for a living. He doesn't know what he's doing. What he did do is take all of those fathers who are struggling, who are buying the dinner on their credit card, who are funding electric bills on credit cards, who are in between checks and managing and budgeting their money and living according to their means, and he just bankrupted them. And you think it's going to slow down inflation? That's their whole game. They're trying to destroy it so you can't buy anything. And in their sick, twisted understanding of economics, they think that'll bring things down. At the same time, the government guarantees a massive cost to the common denominator of everything. So if we accelerate these efforts, which is what technology and entrepreneurial activity help us to do, uh, this is going to change even faster. You know what you could do? Capitalists need to unite. Learn something from the organized syndicate, the labor mafia, IBEW, and just shut your doors. Oil companies, lock your doors. Lock these scumbags out and shut it down until this government goes to a flat tax, until this government treats each and every citizen equally, equally. It doesn't pick its favorite corruption. That's the only way you're going to stop any of this. Bob, Elk Grove Village. Yes, how you doing, Sean? I'm good. Um, I, like, I like what happened to you today, though. I love this. I, I just want to uh, add this today to your show. My wife, uh, she used to live in Elk Grove, and her mother worked in Chicago. Well, she lived in Chicago also, but she, her mother worked for the city for years. And in the 60s, she remembers answering a phone where a guy was on the phone, and she'd answer the phone, and then her mother would come to the phone, and her mother, after she hung up, would start crying. So she said, Mom, what's going on? She said, well, they told me that if I don't vote Democrat, I'm going to lose my job and my pension. And yeah. this happens every year. That's what they do to people. That's why I, I spit in their face. Do you know who Frank Sheeran is? Frank Sheeran is the guy yep. they made the movie The Irishman. Well yes, known, I do. Well-known 
button man, well-known mafia guy. He bragged about the senator they owned. That senator is who some people call president right now. This is the most provably corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Because, by the way, this labor extortion mafia, this union higher echelon, these are enemies of America. They're not America workers. They don't give a rip about their workers, which is why they sat on their hands as 14,000 were fired on Joe Biden's first day. 14,000. They sit on their hands, 16,000 Ford guy, gone. They don't give a rip about people. They give a rip about money, uh, and there's a lot in it. Go ahead. Are you arguing anyway, with me and your wife at the same time? Because I like that. That makes you you're like ambidextrous. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, also, today we were at Route 20 and the Northwest Tollway. It's the it's the truck stop, Marengo truck truck stop. Right. And we were in line with ten people, and the guy was a trucker, I guess, and he's talking about gas. How is uh, And then all of a sudden they start talking about diesel. How things are going to get pretty tough. And then he started talking not on our side. He starts saying, "Well, he says, well, you know, our parents came in as immigrants and they were illegals." What? What are you talking about? That's the spin so finally, by morons. Oh, That's the, the spin by morons. started yelling at him. It was unbelievable. First of all, there was no immigration situ- situation like this prior to 1913, but there was shortly thereafter. And you know what a yeah. main catalyst for the immigration system was, ironically enough, is that countries were sending communists here. You have to understand, the FBI in the, in the beginning, you know what its job was? To seek out communist organizations. And to get them out of the country. Most of them came from Italy. Most of them came from Europe and Russia and the rest of it. Now, unfortunately, the FBI partnered with them. And you have Joe Biden and the Democrats. So tell him, shut the hell up. And if he really wants to get yep. spicy, none of us have any business being here. What do you think of that? Let's give it all back to the Indians, and they'll have Elizabeth Warren as president. Thank you very much, Bob. you then they think they're going to intimidate you don't intimidate jack you're a bunch of feeble short in the pants irish gangsters that's all you are the economy that works for everybody through bold actions like this one we're taking that vision to reality what this is what it looks like when america comes together to get something done oh god get something done you fraud we think everybody's going to get in your unions you think everybody's just going to step and fetch i'd rather go broke with dignity. Uh, Beth and Joliet. Hi, Sean. How are you? Aggravated today. Aggravated. Yeah, me too. These lying Listen, bastards. <laughs> I just wanted to comment on the Union Pacific story. Yeah. Back, at, back in the spring, I learned that CF Industries in the northwest suburbs who produces uh, fertilizer was ordered by Union Pacific to reduce their shipments by 25% or be embargoed. And I wondered how Union Pacific could do that. So I started looking into Union Pacific, and I came to the understanding, looking it up, that they're actually controlled by BlackRock. 
Bingo. So, yeah. That so a, let's that is the a food production. That's not capitalism. BlackRock no. is not capitalism. That is corruption in real time. And now American doing style. it with the, with the diesel. Right. Here they are again. You know, creating chaos. You know, Beth, this government is supposed to be a representative republic. Yet who represents the free, honest American worker? Who? Just can you are there five are there five politicians? Maybe. Maybe there's five. It's just sickening yeah. and disgusting. And then they do what yeah. that scum Bob Fioretti does. Twenty some years yeah. as a as a shakedown Democrat alderman. Twenty five yeah. years with his with his phony front law firm shaking down honest businessmen. Now all of a sudden I'm a Republican. Get the hell out of here, you rat bastard. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. They, 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 what do you think? You think everybody's a Democrat? You think everybody went to CPS? Everybody had a grandmother that wanted to work for the Daily Crime Syndicate? No. Some of us would rather be broke with dignity and pride than in your mafia, you frauds. Here, let's do a little, let's do a little speech. And then we came along with a little thing that everybody wondered what it was. We talked about the Chips and Science Act. It's a crime bill. It's a fraud to your organized mafia. Paul and Worth. Sean, three quick quotes from idiots in the administration. Janet Yellen last week saying, we'll get inflation under control in a year or two. Yeah. Jerome Powell a month and a half ago saying, now we know how little we know about inflation, which reminds me back to 2009, Timothy Geithner during the crisis saying, we didn't have tools to deal with this crisis. Yeah. Idiots, all of them. Paul, I just take take some satisfaction. Janet Yellen's got her own money. She doesn't need to practice in the regular The Dutch time. boy. She made a tremendous amount of money. She is the pitcher they used for the Viagra testing. And if you could stay focused with the staring at that, that stuff works. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Interesting, as you think back to what made America the youngest and the richest with the highest quality of life. There was no sense of entitlements. Entitlements is a word that's really only been bantied around the last 40 years, maybe 50. It was a country that you were entitled to one thing and one thing only. Freedom. Absolute anonymity. Freedom. Complete liberty was based in that objective fact. What is an objective fact nowadays? I have no idea. It's no longer the USA, as far as I'm concerned. It's the USSA. And government, an industry that is never graded by anything other than failure, and it just gets more money and more power because it has more support from people who are clueless. That's really the predicament we're in. I did not read. My next guest's new book, but I do have it. I just got it, and I will read it. In the meantime, I'm looking forward to reading it because I remember reading so many of his articles in everything from the National Review to the Daily Caller and the American Spectator. He has over a half a dozen books. His new book is called I Feel, Therefore I Am, The Triumph of Woke Subjectivism. 
His name is Mark Goldblatt. Mark, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Sean? I'm interested in this because I feel like I am living real time in one of those old novels by Ayn Rand. And it is unbelievable to me that there is no acceptance of objective fact or the Americanism, the principles that built this country. And yet I'm constantly being beaten over the head by clueless, entitled, spoiled ignoramuses. Yeah, I think there is um, a genuine confusion about the nature of truth nowadays. It's sort of seeped out of the um, of academia, where they're always debating things like truth, and gotten into this sort of cultural groundwater, and it's been picked up on. And you can understand why it would be picked up on, because it if you cannot determine objectively what's true, that's where you get the concept of my truth versus your truth from. There's a temptation because it democratizes truth, but it it doesn't get you anywhere towards establishing what's actually true. And, you know, Mark, it, it, it could only exist if the government practices speech control, censorship, and propaganda. This is really the, the, the new version of America that has crept in over the last 12 years. The idea yeah, well, that we're openly censoring and propagandizing American citizens is outrageous. Yeah, well, I still I can't believe it's allowed. Yeah, well, I think that that follows from what I was saying just before. You either establish truth by comparing beliefs with reality or you establish truth by means of power, by by um, the effect of power. Um, you can understand why government entities would want to have a way to establish truth, uh, because it would enable them to do whatever they want to do to that end. Uh, so, for example, to take a, a recent example and an obvious example, the keynote claim of the 1619 Project, the New York Times 1619 Project, mm-hmm. is that the American Revolution was fought in order to preserve slavery. Now, that claim has been refuted six ways to Sunday by now. It's been refuted by historians across the political spectrum, from you know the worldwide socialist web to you know, the most conservative of historians. It simply is not true that the American Revolution was fought to preserve slavery. We know what they were thinking. It doesn't make sense logically. It doesn't fit with the context of the time. The fact that the, the 1619 Project is being taught now in um elementary and junior high schools and high schools is evidence that the desired to put forward a certain view of truth is trumping what's actually true, although trumping may not be the best verb. (laughs) You know, I I call it government supremacy and all government supremacists from Karl Marx on know that they have to rewrite history to steal the future. And you have to get support. For this notion that a variety of technocrats and elitists and people who've never really proven anything should be in charge of everything. 
How does this sell in, in academia? And I, and I say this to you as someone who is not classically educated because as, a, as a early on in college, I hated it. I found it to be nonsense and poppycock. And I rejected it, and I picked and choose what I, what I would focus on. But this is something that fascinated me, how people who could be arguably the most intelligent among us would constantly subvert freedom to totalitarianism. Yeah, well, I think that a lot of um, the, uh, the to throughout the academic word here, epistemology, that is the nature of the foundations of knowledge, a lot of that comes out of academia. Um, academics, and I'm trying to think of a way to say this politely, um, because they know enough to be kind of cowed by great names in the history of philosophy, tend to be gullible. I mean, on the gullibility scale, a college humanities or social science uh, professor would rank somewhere between, you know, a puppy chasing a non-existent stick and a nine-year-old boy listening to spooky campfire stories. I mean, they, they tend to go for the latest intellectual fads. And as the um, requirements for backgrounds in the great books has, has disintegrated through the years, they don't really have the cognitive wherewithal to analyze what's behind what they not only believe, but what they teach. Uh, I, I think most college professors, yeah, I think most college professors are people of goodwill, which makes it in some ways more, it makes it more frightening that they actually don't believe that saying things that don't square with reality is a malpractice in academia. The idea was of the traditional idea of academia, or at least the idea since the Enlightenment, has been that the purpose is to gather and disseminate truth. I think in some ways now, academia, or at least social sciences and humanities, is reverting back to a much older idea where the purpose of the university is to, to um, prepare a learned ministry. I think if you go back to the foundings of Harvard and um, Princeton, the purpose was to get clergy who would be able, who were acquainted with the Bible, who would be able to disseminate a religious message. I think a lot of wokeism now is religion except without God. It's yeah. sort of spirituality without spirit. But and that's, you're, the, that's communism. That, you're describing communism. Yeah, I, I think communism is a kind of anti-religion religion. Yeah. Um, and if you think of it in those terms, then as that mindset overtakes more and more of academia, it really is a reversion to an almost medieval concept of the university. It's to prepare ministry. Mark, let me ask you, let me ask you this, yeah. because this is something I'm curious, and this is your world, and I'm serious. Mm-hmm. We have the answers. History has proven them. The answer is yeah. that there is some sort of top-down society that operates from politics, has led to the yeah. deaths of, of 160 million in Russia, yeah. 30 million in Germany. I mean, how many, uh, we don't even know in China 
because they don't keep records. I mean, just how many people have to be murdered in the name of this utopian fantasy of government corruption until people stop well, you Well, you're beginning from the premise that there is such a thing as a reality check. The, if Are you, you Kantian me? Are you Kantian me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you reject it at the outset, then the fact that communism has led to the death of scores and scores of millions of people just means either they've gotten communism wrong or that those scores and scores of millions of people can be written out of history if a sufficient number of people choose to write them out of history. Truth becomes falsehood. I mean, you don't have to think about it in such dire terms if you want to just think about probably the most blatant disregard of reality now, which would be in transgenderism. I mean, if... It's a made-up word. Nobody can really transgender. You just dress up. Well, yeah. No, there is no such thing as a non-binary person. Mammals are binary. (laughs) And even in those, even for human beings, even in those vanishingly small instances where anatomy isn't immediately determinative, if you peer into somebody's genome, you you can tell whether that person is male or female. And no, you can ingest hormones till you turn blue in the face. You can do all sorts of things to your body. You're still going to be sexually classifiable as what your DNA says you are. Um, no, uh, no act of imagination and no act of will is going to alter that. But now it has become a thought crime to even suggest that people can be mistaken about their sexual identity. People can be mistaken about their um, sexual identity. Uh, Gender is, you know, it's there can be two genders, 20 genders. There's a potential city of genders that's as wide as the human imagination. None of it has any bearing on sexual classification, but we have to pretend that it does in order to conform to um, the dictates of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, Mark, if I had a boat, it would be called the contrarian. That's just how God made me. <laughs> However, Mark, what I, what, why I feel a sense of urgency is because <laughs> life is finite. You don't know how much it is, but you do know you don't have time to waste on stupidity. Yet this is yeah. all that we're surrounded with. Now, we've come to these irreconcilable differences. Where this philosophy has been practiced are hell holes that you want to avoid, whether it is mm-hmm. Mother Russia of the Soviet Union, Nazi Germany, South America, pick one, or a Democrat-run sewer in the United States. Why is it that these people are unwilling to have a divorce? You want to practice this? Practice it. I want to divorce myself and my money from your liability of stupidity. Is this something that maybe we could come to terms on? Because I really don't have time for these people who believe in transgenderism to catch up. Yeah, I, um, you know, I... I always get a little worried when people start talking about divorces in terms of nations. Um, that doesn't end well. The, um, Neither does slavery. I try to think of it. Yeah. I, try, I, I still cling to the idea that this is something that, that progressives will outgrow. Um, 
that and you see a certain fraying at the seams among progressives on the subject of transgenderism because it's running headlong into things like women's sports. If you allow transgender athletes to compete in women's sports, yet ultimately it's going to improve the quality of play in the WNBA, but it's also going to take away women's sports and the positions in women's sports that are occupied by, by biologically female athletes. So I still hold out hope that a lot of this stuff is going to fall by the wayside. I would just rather it fall by the wayside sooner rather than later, because you're going to have generations of, um, for lack of a better term, silliness, uh, sort of running, rain, running things. And not just, and this is my great fear in academia, but in the broader culture. Mark, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've been lucky enough and been blessed, really, to have friends of mine who come from families that fled this kind of communist utopia, whether it be Cuba, yeah. whether it be the Soviet Union. And there's, there's really a flaw in humanity. And you see it even in neighborhoods. And I'm gonna, I want to know what your thoughts are on this. Human beings um, would rather yeah, go, go without and watch somebody lose everything than have the equality of opportunity so that it was a competition of success. And that is why academics hate a system of capitalism, because a plumber can end up more successful than an academic, in their eyes. Regardless of the quality of life, they have no idea what that guy goes through and the rest of it. But they would rather strip it down, and that's how such great nations in history have fallen, and that is why I think this one will too. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't. Uh, again, I think I'm more optimistic than you are about yes. the future. I think that, I think that ultimately, things that are preposterous crumble from within. Um, I wish that communism had completely vanished, um, but I do think you have a sort of institutionalization of it, which keeps reviving it from time to time. Outside of academia, communism would be gone by now, yeah. but it's sustained by by this sort of academic undertow that that is um, difficult to rid ourselves of intellectually, and it, it's sort of self-sustaining because it generates new um, new acolytes, you know, with every graduating class. But I don't see a future of the United States as dark as the one you're painting. That's why I love I your books. That they, That's why I love your articles. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Goldblatt, yeah. this is why I'm looking forward to the new book. I feel, therefore, I am a triumph of woke subjectivism. And I will just defend yeah. myself with this. We are living in a society, Mark, yeah. where we have a 65-year-old mm-hmm. portly man pretending to be a female admiral in charge of mental health in this yeah. country. So... I'm yeah, not, uh, I do talk about him in my book, and he's just, he's delusional. I yes, mean, it's yes. not, I mean, I, I, I don't say that, I say that as a term of charity. Yes. He's delusional. He may be competent in his job, uh, but he is operating under a delusion, and the fact that he's, he's been appointed to that particular position means that collectively, in some sense, we're willing to overlook the fact that he's delusional. 
It's true. And I think he looks better in that outfit than Hillary Clinton would. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Mark. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back okay. with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Bad, little transgender. In the meantime, we have a tremendous amount of people who listen in Indiana. We have a tremendous amount of Illinoisans who said, I am out of here and have moved to Indiana. Indiana has something Illinois really doesn't have, an actual Republican Party. They don't have like a cohorts in corruption like Illinois does. There is someone who is running for the Secretary of State in Indiana who I am excited to talk to. He has served in the U.S. military. He also was an aide to the Secretary of State office in Indiana, Lieutenant Governor's office, and top aide to Mike Pence while Mike Pence was governor. He also is a friend of one sockless, handsome devil named Steve Cortez. His name is Diego Morales. Diego, how are you? Diego? Hey, Sean. Yes, Diego Morales here. Good. Good to be with you. Nice to be with you. you. Before we get started, have you ever seen Steve Cortez wear socks? <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, Steve, Steve Cortez is it's a good, it's a good man. Yes, he is. Uh, yes, Cortez he is. is a really, really good man. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to call him a friend. That's good. And you are running for Secretary of State in Indiana. Absolutely, because now more than ever, we need someone who can fight to protect our elections. You know, in Indiana, we have uh, voter ID laws, and we need to protect it. Uh, I'm running to make sure that we can protect it and expand photo ID laws in Indiana. You know, I'm running against a radical left Democrat who wants to get away of photo ID laws who wants to federalize and nationalize our elections, who wants to put drop boxes in every corner of Indiana, that, that's a no for, for me. So that is why I'm r- running at such a time as this to protect our elections. You know, my motto has always been easy to vote, harder to cheat. Easy exactly. to vote, harder to cheat. You know, Diego, when you hear these Democrats, and I'm sorry, it is, it is an organized mafia as far as I'm concerned. They are trying to legitimize fraud in the most important thing Americans can do. And there, there has to be ultimately a specific reason. Now, every third world country has ID laws when it comes to voting. Mexico has an ID law when it comes to voting. Europe has ID laws when it comes to voting. Why in the world would any politician, regardless of party, advocate for no ID laws. And the only conclusion you can come to, you do not have to be Sherlock Holmes to come to it, is because they want to make it easy to steal elections. End the story. I'm so tired of pretending word games with mafia members. I'm tired of it. You know, as, as I said, my number one priority is election integrity. Uh, but also under the Secretary of State Office of Indiana, there are three other divisions. The business division, which uh, one of my focus is actually to create more prosperity for small business owners in Indiana. For example, uh, uh, under the Indies portal, I like to create a true one-stop shop so I can bring tax services, I can bring professional licensing, 
and business certification into the business division of the Secretary of State Office. Under the Securities Division, Sean, you know, my goal is to expand on financial literacy. So we need to start teaching our children how to make smart investments rather than the so-called CRT, which, as far as I know, that's wrong. And as well, I like to help our, you know, our elderly population so they can avoid any types of scams. And the fourth one, you know, for my fellow Hoosiers in Northwest Indiana, you know, I like to help our auto dealers division so they can get their license plates and registration in a timely manner. So those are the four divisions under the Secretary of State Office. And, you know, I've been campaigning this for almost two years, earning every single Hoosier support, crisscrossing all 92 counties of Indiana, day in, day out, seven days a week. That's what I've been doing. I'm a grassroots person. Uh, but, of course, you know, uh, it hasn't come easy because... Uh, you know, the Democrats, they continue to attack me. They've been attacking me and attacking me. And I came to a conclusion why I've been so attacked, as well as uh, they've been attacking my good friend, uh, Jennifer Ruth Green, uh, who is running for uh, U.S. Congress in the 1st Congressional District of Indiana. Because the Democrats and the liberal media, they cannot stand the fact that a Latino, a Hispanic Latino, will be the next Indiana Secretary of State in the history of Indiana, that uh, the, the, uh, the first African-American woman will be the next congresswoman in the first congressional district of Indiana. They cannot stand the fact that two minorities are running under the Republican Party. And that's what I tell others, the Indiana GOP, we are the big tent party. So we are doing, we are obviously working hard. Uh, we're under attack to, uh, to my fellow Hoosiers in Northwest Indiana. Do not believe all the lies and garbage that the Democrats are putting out there. That's their playbook. You know, when, well, they, when they have no ideas, they have to rely on, you know, smearing people's well, name and, and, and slander people's names. So you're breaking the cardinal rule, Diego. You're breaking the cardinal rule. Irrelevant of, of, of uh, any race or religion or national origin. You're running on honesty, you're running on integrity, and you're running on establishing a fair system where clout and bribery and pay-to-play schemes don't exist. You're running against the platform of the Democrat mafia. So they are willing to do anything, and that's why they're advocating for lying, for cheating, and for stealing. Legalized bribery, and you're running against it. So... You're going to prepare for the storm, but something tells me you're up for the fight. It seems, as I look at your resume, you've been putting up a fight your whole life. So I welcome you. I, I really think you're going to win. I give you my absolute support. You can support him at Diego4Indiana.com. That's Diego4Indiana.com. And if you are a Hoosier, you can also get off your ass and vote for him. Because if you don't, you're going to turn that into Illinois, and you ain't going to like it. See, that should be your slogan, Diego. You should you should call me. We could have worked on that earlier. You know, sure, that, that is great. So I encourage my fellow Hoosiers in northwest Indiana to get out there and vote. You know, we talk about the red wave. There will be no red wave if we stay home. We need to get out there and vote. And what I've been telling others as well is that a vote for a libertarian is a vote for a Democrat. So we need to stay together. We need to stay united. We need to continue to fight the good fight to take back our country. You know, uh, you know my story. I've been in your radio before. I am a legal immigrant. I came I here respecting the rule of law. 
I love America, you know, with a green card in my wallet. I volunteer to sign up in the U.S. military because I love Indiana. I love America. This country has afforded me everything. So my duty is to give back. You know, uh, this has never been about me. It's always been about giving back because when I see how the Democrats and, and the, the radical progressives and the liberal media are attacking our country, are attacking us, uh, we, you know, the proud deplorables, if you will, you know, I cannot stand this anymore. I need to do something to stand up. And this is why they cannot stand the fact that a minority, that a Latino is standing up, you know, for what is right to save our country. You know, I'm truly living the American dream. I want to protect this American dream for future generations, and I want to make sure do this. And I believe protecting the American dream starts at the ballot, starts at the ballot box. So, look, my wife and I are in uh, all in for this fight. Uh, we're, go- we're working 18 hours a day. Uh, we're going to continue to work, um, you know, longer hours until 6 p.m. this Tuesday. We're going to leave it everything on the field. We're not going to leave any stone unturned. We're going to earn every single vote. And at the end of the day, as a man of faith, you know, God will be in control of this. If he wants me there, he's going to put me there. But believe me, we're not leaving anything, uh, you know, a- any turn and turn. We're, we're doing our work. We're raising the money. We're campaigning. Uh, so uh, I actually want to ask my fellow Hoosiers, stand with our country. Help me take back our country. I cannot do it alone. I need you. Get out there and vote and, and vote Republican. Diego Morales, I look forward to the victory party. I think you're going to win. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for the opportunity. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, so we are going to be preempted at 6 o'clock by men in tights chasing balls. Uh, but we will be live on am560.com, on Asshat, and on Rumble. Did I get the website wrong? Did I pull it, Joe Biden? 560theanswer.com. And at 6.05, we are going to have Sergeant Betsy Bretner-Smith. Did you know that Mayor Lightfoot, in her Jiminy Cricket costume, once again wants to attack legal gun owners in the name of those moron, scum, drug-dealing rats that keep killing people? I don't give a rip what the gangster disciples do. I need guns in case they come to my neighborhood. Because I'm not calling the police. They are. All right, now we're going to go to the lines. Mitchell in the Plains. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, first of all, you were talking earlier about the guy in education and about, you know, uh, the impact and how it's in honor of youth. I really wouldn't spend a lot of time on this. You know why? Because these students, all the way in grammar school, all the way up to high school, are in classrooms playing video games, violent video games. They're watching videos uh, on their phones. Uh, they're doing anything but studying. Okay? They have the attention span you know, it's interesting of a cohort on Madison. But that, that may benefit us. And, you know, this is the other thing. They're all spoiled brats spoiled entitled brats in order to be down with the struggle of this marxist mafia you have to be willing to go down and ironically their own personal corrupt greed may be what saves us i like that they're not paying attention anyway they're on uh tiki tock 
That's yeah. right. And by the way, your, your eighty sure your eighty five thousand dollar college fund that's a bar tab, which they don't even graduate. Congratulations, guys. Oh, thanks for robbing it in, Rich Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing tonight because I know you got out here. So, you know what it started so today, what Rich? You know what started today? What's that? You know, I, 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 I'm I on the beach like Gilligan. Nobody's on the beach. I like walking around in my Speedo, smoke my cigar. And here's some fat slob with his Ranger Forest costume on. And he says to me, you know, I got a suggestion for you. I said, what? What suggestion? He goes, I suggest maybe you don't smoke this cigar. I said, I suggest you don't talk to strangers. You get your teeth kicked in like that. Moron, go back to whatever hellhole you came from and boss people around in your Halloween costume. Now go ahead. Yeah, I was listening to a campaign speech that this uh, stumblebug gave in Florida, and there's a few things I don't understand, a statement that he made. He says the income is up in the country, prices are down. Could say anything he, said that families, he said that families are uh, not behind in their mortgages and credit cards. And that their uh, families uh, have a higher net worth. He means the corrupt ones that bribe him. He he means the corrupt scams they have going on, like that sewer of Chicago with those fat asses who sit in those incubators all day pretending to be on the street department. How are you doing? the hell out of here. I'm so sick of these rat Democrats. You could say anything to these morons and they'll nod like seals because they need their rent paid. They need walking around cash. They need their drug money. Scourge of the earth. And then, of course, what he and then, of course, what he always throws in there is that when he became president, gas was five dollars a gallon, and now it's down to three twenty-eight. Can you tell me what country is this guy talking about? It doesn't matter. He's he, he, they ran him. They knew what he was. A bad man of corruption. They hit him in the basement. This you got the, you got a president that can't walk. You see him walk. He's got the dementia hands. He's got the glazed stare. You can these Democrats will elect anybody. Fetterman is polling even with us. You think they give a rip about the truth? Their entire platform is a mafia. They can't run on anything but bull dung. Boy, I can't wait till we're unplugged where I could really say it. Greg Lagrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? All right. Couple of points. Uh, President came out and said said something. Don't call him that. Call him the usurper. The man in the White House is the uh, coming out with a plan that says he wants to lead. Uh, he wants the United States to lead the world in manufacturing. And I want to know how you do that when you basically destroy the entire driver on what GDP and what economies are. It's what Mao Zedong said. It's what Mao Zedong said. Energy. Mao Zedong, Lenin, Trotsky, Stalin. All the fascist pigs. This one's just feeble with wet socks, and he still can't figure out why. Even if he follows the trail, this stupid son of a gun. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing uh, real quickly with your previous guest. I I agree that in time, things may change. But right now, my time is finite, very finite. And and I I agree 100% with your point. I think that there has to be an immediacy to changes in this country. Safely, legally, and by the law. I'm going to tell you right now. We don't see that. I I, I have – the states can do what they were granted to do in the Constitution. I have no problem with that. Brother, if this fat slob, this beanbag Pritzker and his homely wife retain power – you got to get the hell out of there and every one of my listeners. I'm dead serious. That's how serious this is. Because you yep. have X amount of years. You don't have a day to waste on these corrupt bastards anymore. you got one life. 
One, grab the people you love, and if this corruption holds power, get the hell out of there. Thank you, Greg and LaGrange, for now. Tom in Blue Island, you're another guy. I'll put up with you on the beach, even though you'll look ridiculous in a bathing suit. You don't know that, Sean. You're oh, gonna, I we'll, know. we'll see the next time I see you, brother. You might right. be up for a rude awakening. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you're buff. Go ahead. Listen, uh, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if uh, all the Diegos of the world that you just interviewed, if we could trade them, some of the trade them, bring them here, and send some of the scumbags from here over back to where they came from? You know what I would do if I were something. You know what I'd like to do if I were Diego? Just take a news program: ABC, NBC, CBS, Chicago News. Take the first fourteen minutes and run it. And say, vote Democrat, morons, I dare you. I dare you. Turn Indiana to the sewer of Chicago. I dare you. Because when you vote for a Democrat, it's all like that. Philly, New York, New Jersey, California. And who thrives? The gang-banging, drug-dealing scum, murderous rats, and their favored corrupt pretend companies and union oligarchies. That's who thrives. Vote Democrat, I dare you. That should have been the slogan. 312-642-5600. We will be streaming on Asshat, Rumble, and uh, 560 The Answer after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. But as I've been reminded by the suits, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Sounds like every old girlfriend and my mother used to tell me all the time. In the meantime, we are also monitoring. Honey Bunny is monitoring. Short in the pants, Irish Gypsy and his feeble fascism speech. We'll let you know if he declares the Fourth Reich in charge of the world. Uh, While we talk to Sergeant Betsy Bretner-Smith... She is a spokesperson for the National Police Association. She began her career as a dispatcher at age 17. She has worked in every position from patrol, investigation, narcotics, juvenile, even hostage negotiations, which seems to be the new business model of the Sinaloa cartel in America. Hi, Betsy. How are you? I'm great, and thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. You know, anytime we have our own Democrat mafia clamp down on the rights of honest law-abiding people in the name of the Democrat scourge they've uh, nurtured through the CPS school system, I find it to be outrageous that the reaction by this cartoon character pretending to be Chicago mayor is to make it harder for law-abiding people to protect themselves from the gangster disciple, the Sinaloas, and every other moron faced tattoo gang-banging scumbag in Chicago? Well, it's very frustrating because if there's any uh, city that needs strong Second Amendment rights, it's the city of Chicago, my former city. And it's incredibly, uh, well, it's just so disingenuous. The mayor's response to this latest shooting where we had 14 people hit is she wants to make sure that, you know, we get switches off the street, which are already federally illegal. Um, and she wants to ban 
assault weapons. And of course, what does she want to do? She says the legislature needs to do something about this. And this is very typical of the mayor. She blames everyone else for the problems that are in Chicago. This is 14 people getting shot is nothing new for the city of Chicago. She's had several years now to do something about it. And all she does is pass the buck, pass the buck, and make TikTok videos uh, of her uh, singing. Such such an embarrassment. But here's the other thing. I thought she was going to sue the gangs, and that would solve the problem. Why doesn't she just enforce the fracking law, Betsy? I mean, they're open and notorious. The drug distribution ring is making billions. The drug flow is unfettered. It's it's just preposterous to me that we have to pretend that the problem is an is a weapon which I need in case these scumbags head west. And that's the that's the fact of the matter. I will protect my family, and I am not asking questions. I am not calling nine one one, and I am not alone. We have 33,000 gangs, separate gangs, in this country right now. A lot of people don't know that. And, you know, we've got everything from street gangs to motorcycle gangs and, of course, the cartels. I moved from the city of Chicago uh, to Arizona. I now live 80 miles from the border, so I get to see the havoc uh, that is wreaked by the cartels. And, and again, when we go back to Chicago and we look at the drug problem and we look at the gang problem, we are not – it's it's not about the guns. And one of the problems I have with Lori Lightfoot is she won't call out Kim Fox oh. and, you know, our state. State's attorney in Cook County, you know, the Chicago Police Department could arrest every single criminal in the city tomorrow, but arrests do not equal prosecution and they don't equal punishment. And, the and gangs that's aren't... why we continue to have this problem. First of all, Betsy, the gangs aren't stupid. The gangs are brilliant. They really are. And 30 years ago, one of the main problems in California, one of the main problems in New York, and clearly one of the main problems in Chicago is that the gangs became political. And they infiltrated the police department. They infiltrated the fire department, the street department. They infiltrated elected offices. I think they're called aldermen in Chicago. I mean, that does explain, doesn't it, Betsy, why they have the protection of government and the innocent law-abiding man is terrorized by his his representatives? Well, and what the citizens of Chicago need to do is they need to start speaking out. And I realize that most people in Chicago are just trying to go to work, get their kids to school safely, go about their daily lives. My uh, youngest kid just moved out of Chicago a year ago because oh, she decided lucky. it's just too dangerous. Well, absolutely. And and so we were able to get her out of there. But, you know, here's the problem. A lot of people don't have the financial wherewithal no. to be able to get out of Chicago, and they don't necessarily know what's happening with their city and county government. So that's a big problem. That's why you're doing such a service, because you're trying to inform people, you know, what's happening. But this call for, uh, you know, getting rid of weapons of war, as Lori Lightfoot calls it, will do nothing, and the gangs are going to continue to proliferate. And here's the problem with the street gangs in Chicago that are different than they were 20 years ago. They're, yes, they have infiltrated everywhere in society, but they are less organized and less structured now than they were 20 years ago, and that makes them even more dangerous. Yeah, and their actions are, are, are the actions of, of human beings without dignity, and you see that they, 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 they don't care. 
the three-year-old that got shot Monday. They don't care the seven-year-old that was washing his hands in his own bathroom and got shot in the stomach. There's no story tragic enough for these wretched, evil roaches to ever change their behavior. It has to be changed for them. And until they are until they are just corralled, and there is a penalty for this kind of life, they're just going to get more of it. I, I don't understand what the learning curve. Do we have to wait this long for the learning curve to kick in? Well, because we have Kim Fox, a Soros-installed prosecutor running the Cook County State's Attorney's Office, you, you know, until we can get her out and get a law and order prosecutor in there, you are not going to see the types of prosecutions and investigations that we need. And Lori Lightfoot will not do the things she needs to do with the Chicago Police Department and cooperating with with the federal law enforcement to do her job as well. There has to be a top-down cleaning of house because the Chicago, I talk to Chicago police officers every day. They just want to do their job. And, you know, but they've been undermined, too, by their, by their leadership. Betsy, we had a guy on, a retired copper, who let me know that the FOP in Chicago, which was run by this guy who looks like Curly's son from the Three Stooges, he was going to take on Lori Lightfoot, he was going to change the, the direction, and he was the hopeful, and yada, yada, yada. Come to find out, the FOP is donating to Democrat aldermen against Republicans that are running. So at that point, you've now taken the good, honest guys. I have a relative on the, on the job. You've taken them, and you've made them afraid because their upper echelon is in bed with these rats. Uh, what's the and answer? So what, and, well, what's going to happen is, is you're going to see, continue to see this mass exodus of Chicago police yeah. officers, and you're not going to get qualified candidates, qualified, honest candidates to take the place of those officers that are retiring, that are going to other jurisdictions, and you're going, you're going to end up with a regional safety problem. In other words, it's going to be the purge in the city of Chicago when everyone who can is fleeing for the suburbs or for other states. And the only people, the people who are in poor, gang-ridden neighborhoods, and they're going to end up fending for themselves. And in the United States of America, that is wrong. No citizen of this country should be afraid to walk out their front door, take their kid to school, go to work, drive their car, and, and worry about victim of a violent crime. You know, we do it, we do it, I did it once, just said it, and it was true. I, I did the research on it. There were more shootings in Chicago than Ukraine. Ukraine gets our military protection. We've been fighting there since day one. All around the world, we are having uh, the National Guard that is defending in their in their terms, which I don't even know what the you know you don't I don't believe a word that comes out of their mouth, but they're defending citizens who are victims of all kinds of gangs and fascism and the rest of it. Yet they don't want to defend the very people here. If this if the if the police have been neutered to the way in which they have in these Democrat run hellholes, big cities, can state politicians or somebody, governors if they're elected, we have Darren Bailey up. Can they change that culture and 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 demand that the, the the federal government protect the citizens when the local municipalities are in bed with the with the syndicates? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Our politicians, you know, political leadership has the ability to ask for assistance from the federal government, to bring in the National Guard, to do all kinds of things to help this situation. But here's the problem. If you don't prosecute these criminals and if they are not incarcerated, this situation is going to perpetuate itself. And there's your problem. And it, it starts with taking a look at what's happening locally and then going from there. And I, I am hopeful that the people in the state of Illinois are starting to see that they can't just, you know, either pay no attention to politics, pay no attention to voting, um, and just hope that things get better. I am seeing a real awakening, if you will. But, you know, Illinois politics has been corrupt on both sides of the oh. party since I was, you know, since the 60s when I was a little farm kid out in Carroll County, Illinois. So it's a big problem. It's going to take a big fix. National Police Association, are they going to stick up for the rights of the individual when it comes to the ultimate regression that will happen, is happening, and always happens when the, the mafia is in control of government? Will they come after and kick in the door of honest, law-abiding firearm owners um, r before they, they defend the right of the, in the, of the individual citizen. What do you predict will happen in the future when, when obviously the government deploys the police to come and confiscate the weapons of honest people? Here's the thing about the National Police Association, and you can read this at nationalpolice.org. We are the most pro-Second Amendment police-supporting organization in this country. We believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in a citizen's right to protect themselves, because as they say, when trouble is seconds away, the police are minutes away. We recognize that American law enforcement needs citizens to be able to help protect themselves because we cannot be everywhere at once. And that's why I tell you, as a, as a former Illinois resident, I encourage every resident of Illinois to get armed and trained with a firearm so that you can legally protect yourself because American law enforcement cannot be there every second of every day. You know what I'm thinking about, Patsy? I can't remember if it was Ben Franklin or... Hamilton, who said it, when the government fears the citizen, you live in a free country. When the citizen fears the government, you live in a totalitarian society. I, I, I can't help but think the honest people, in particular in the city of Chicago, in the county of Cook, in the state of Illinois now, have to be afraid of their government versus having the government be afraid of them being victims of corruption. That's how you know it's time to call Mayflower Movers. In the meantime... Betsy, I am going to refer to your organization, the National Police Association, and hope that when the police get the order to confiscate weapons from law-abiding citizens, they're good police officers. Thank you very much for everything you do, and I truly appreciate you making time to come on the show. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. So many scandals! that little weasel what is keeping him alive walter jacobson or the j and j greatest greatest business play in history let's go with the j and j this is uh, good for animal spirits no doubt it involves johnson and johnson and a biomed 
Uh, and it's a huge premium and a huge deal. Johnson & Johnson is going to pay cash for a biomed. It's just down a little bit, even though it's cash. It's $16.6 billion. This is to broaden Johnson & Johnson's MedTech a position uh, in cardiovascular disease as an innovator of cardiovascular standard care in one of the health uh, one of what it says is healthcare's largest unmet disease states heart failure uh, and recovery. Do you see that squirrel? Johnson and Johnson creates or really perpetrates a crime on humanity called a vaccine. The number one problem is the new deaths and myocarditis, kids dropping dead. And the rest of it, old people, largest killer now, massive increase in deaths from people 18 to 49 among men, women they refuse and cook the data. And Johnson & Johnson, after creating these deaths, now buys a company that has heart treatments. That is awesome. Awesome. Wow. It's like the gangster disciples buying a bullet manufacturer. Uh, Mike in Green Garden. Sean. Yes, Mike. I really enjoy your show, buddy. Thank you, brother. I'm not I'm not sure why I listen. I'm fat, I'm bald, I'm Irish, and I'm oh. a union member. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I got a lot of you guys. Because you know what I'm saying about the union hierarchy and the corruption in government. You know it's right. And you hate it, too. You hate it, too. You hate being bullied, and you hate the scam, and you hate the slots on the job that are related to the business agent, and is so stupid he needs a cork on his fork at Thanksgiving. You hate those guys just as much as I do. Amen, brother. Amen. There you go. There you go. So, hey, I've got to tell you a quick story. I went to your cigar shop after the election. All right. When you said you had the sign on the door that said, uh, you voted for Biden, don't bother coming in. Yeah. And the woman's in there. I go in and I, I'm looking around. I said, "Do you, do you have uh, Macanudo uh, Portofino?" And she says, "Oh, I used to smoke those." I said, "Jesus, God Almighty, what am I?" <laughs> no, she's the best. She, listen, that lady knows more about cigars. She's incredible. I mean, she smoked every cigar, and she probably sold you the Macanudo Inspirado because it's better than the Portofino, right? Yeah, you're right. And, and I tell you, my manhood dropped a couple of notches at that point. But, uh, yeah, you're half the man of my, my 74-year-old uh, assistant at the cigar store. I get it. I thought it's all right. I got a friend of mine named Mike Ken or uh, I mean, I'm sorry, John Kenna. He's been a friend of mine for 30 freaking years. Yeah, Irish, good-looking kid. And he's cursed, you know, in the trousers. He's short in the pants. And hey, he hey, sends hey, me no. a text. Will you stop telling everybody? I said, I'm, I just feel sorry for the old lady. I'm trying to help everybody. That's all. You're taking it all the wrong way, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I could prove I'm not going to try. Listen, uh, thanks. Listen, when you come in, you're going to get the short in the pants discount, I promise. We'll give you 5% yeah. off because that's at least what you got. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Mike in the loop. Thanks for calling the show. So, how are you? So I'm always confused about why these politicians are like not there where there's crime, don't want to be there, don't want to do anything about it. We have a... Starbucks, so it was shut down. Downtown, they shot a bullet through it. The workers wouldn't go in anymore. I really? get it, right? Where where was yes. it? I probably went. On Wabash, Wabash and State, I'd say. Yes. Right right across from the big train, you know, the Alice yeah, station there. Yeah, I know there. exactly where it is. Can you imagine? It used so, to be a great neighborhood, man. I know. It's just ridiculous. So I'm on Facebook watching the comments about this whole thing. The reason these politicians succeed is because of who's voting for them, meaning 
some guys are like, you know, too bad. Starbucks is a big company, big corporate. Let them go. Other people are like other coffee shops. Oh, no, make your own coffee at home. Nothing about the crime. No. Nothing. Just like, it's like. Mike, you know how this ideology moves forward in society because it taps the most pervasive evil instinct human beings have. Covetous. They're, they're jealous. They live in jealousy. They have they have covetous. You know, they, they want to see something torn down more than they want to see something built up. This is why nations collapse. It's how Cuba exists. Their neighbors rat on each other because they'd rather see somebody get taken away to prison than have something they don't have. So those comments in the, in, in the comment section, that's a version of that. They don't care about the people that lost their livelihoods. They don't care about anything other than just watching that company get ripped down. It's, it's, it's diabolical, man. And it works. It, it, it does work, and it's, and it's working here. The other Starbucks by us went all mobile because there were so many homeless people going in there. So you can't even go in there. you got to order ahead of time. you got to run in there, grab your coffee. I mean, first world problems. I get it, right? But still, you For can't now. sit in there, read a newspaper or an iPad or... I mean, it's just—it's just. You know, I get a lot of—I get a lot of grief from from listeners because I drink—I've been—I drink Starbucks when I can't make a coffee at home. I go get a Starbucks. I'm a coffee. I don't drink booze, so I like coffee, and I really am selective. Yeah. Not only that, I go there because I'll never forget this. A friend of mine had a very difficult time trading, and blew out, and he had a family, and he went to Starbucks. I'm going back. You know, 15 years. Because at that time, they paid you on how good you were at your job. And he was, he had to feed his family. He was very good at it. And they were paying him at that time $15, $20 an hour. And they gave him health care. He went back to school and they paid for it. And I understand they're a company that has completely disagreed with the ideology of the owner. But they treated people back then very well if they were good at it then they fired now you're seeing them get unionized and they will go the way of the donkey believe me it'll be terrible but in the meantime they delivered a good product they built that company from one guy one store the yeah. old man so i you know it's yeah, a shame but it, there are there yeah. are no tragedy mike if they don't care about three-year-olds getting shot seven-year-olds washing their hands yeah you're right they, they don't give right. a rip about company yeah. but mike this is not the way it is everywhere around the country and this is the one thing i want to say to you if if the democrat Democrats hold power this election. You got to get the hell out of there, brother. You got to. Yeah. It's a shame. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, no. nothing's going to change. They're, they're, they're being rewarded continuously for atrocious behavior, and that's being kind, you know? That's how you know it's it. the government mafia. The mafia is not it's two a, Italian guys talking about the spread of Monday Night Football. The mafia is the Chicago Democrat Party. Thank you, Michael. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't have to go to break. Do I have to go to break on this and all this? I'm going. Come on. We're on the unplugged. I think I could swear. I think I could say bullshit. Matt, Gray's Lake. Sean, how are you? <laughs> Good, now that I can say hey. bullshit. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I got, I got some words. <laughs> no, only I can. You're God. You're talking about uh, IBEW, and I have to be very careful because I, you know I still make movies. But my uh, my know, that... friends are. You know how many guys I got that are part of that union? I'm talking close friends. I got relatives. I know what it is. Go ahead. 
Well, I've made a living in it for a very long time, so I got to be careful. But you know, the 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 law that Newsom signed, and the the most recent one that uh, that Knucklehead Poopy Pants signed. Um, that kind of kills the gig workers, um, especially on the West Coast, um, was pertinent to one thing, forcing everybody in the entertainment business into unions. Yep. And, and, and here's the deal. There are, there are tens of thousands of non-union films being made at any given time. And I've, and I've worked on some way back in the day. And on one that I won't, I won't mention the name of it, but I was a producer on it. I coordinated stunts on it and I, and I played a dirty cop, which was pretty fun. All right. But we got a visit from the Teamsters. A couple guys with lumpy suits. Sure. Pipes. And yep. they forced us, forced us to put two Teamsters on that independent film. That was a, it was a two hundred thousand dollar movie, and and it ended up the the lion's share of budget that was spent on on headcount went to those two sobs. Yeah, and and that was all. And and so so you know, I know, I know your listeners are smart. Mafia. That's but what it is. But it's beautiful. By Biden doing this and, and by Newsom doing this, they get a never-ending flow of cash into their campaign coffers forever. Yeah. And, and, and But here's the deal. I, I do want to say this. I know a lot of guys in a lot of unions, and I've been AFL-CIO since I was 14 years old because of Screen Actors Guild. A lot of guys in a lot of unions don't like all of their people going to the Democrat Party. That's and, who I'm. And, that's who I'm and, defending when I attack the union hierarchy. Yeah, I, I got yeah, a long history myself. You'd be surprised, but the reason that I am I understand it is because I watched it, and I will not tolerate that kind of open and notorious corruption as they brag it's gross. about it. And you destroy the quality and, of lives of all the honest people. One crooked rat bastard destroys the lives of thousands. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. And understand, the only reason, the only reason the Democrats support unionization is for the gravy train. They don't oh, give a, a damn please. about any worker. Their whole anywhere. goal is how to not work. Everybody knows it. And they, they build the legacy on the backs of the hardworking. That's the atrocity. Thank you, Matt. Gray's like, I have to go to break still, even during the men in tights chasing balls. Did the Irish shorten the pants gypsy, pretending to be president, walking around with that glazed stare? Did he say more stupid stuff? All right, see what you can do. We'll be back after this. AM 560. The answer. Why do you make me watch it, squirrel? Why do you make me put on this buffoon who should be in the balcony at the Muppets, this fossil bastard? Turns out, the sexual deviant freak that I think had a relationship with Paul. It turns out he was screaming, where's Nancy, according to Joe, which is the same thing that the mob, the weaponless mob screamed at the insurrection that was stoked by Donald Trump. This is all they can do, rather than focus on the fact, 81 million, huh? Huh, Joe? You fraud, you feeble freak, you political whore, who your real legacy wasn't just failure. Everybody knew what you were, you corrupt, short-in-the-pants scumbag. Everybody knew. I remember 88. You're a punchline. You you were then. 
You're even a bigger one now. But you and Paul and Nancy and Chuck and every other old whore are raking it in, huh? And you want everyone to believe that was an insurrection. No, no, no. Insurrections look like Monday night Halloween in Chicago. Insurrections look like scum shooting indiscriminately. None of that happened except for your own fat-ass Democrat Capitol Police officer who killed a veteran. Some girl who probably, after living the corruption in your foreign policy, the same one that you, you, when you were arming the Taliban to fight the Russians, like you're arming the Nazis in Ukraine now. You, you scum, as you steal to f- afford that $6,000 suit you're standing there in, in your feeble body. Like Mr. Burns, Monty Burns, you look, you freak. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, is my daily call to encourage everybody not to give up. You, as a Scotch-Irishman, know that you can get out I'm and vote. I'm not Scotch-Irish. I'm Norwegian. Oh, that's what Italian. you said. No, my grandmother said. lied. She had a quarter of the Ulster Scots. Not Irish. Not Irish. And my wife will yeah, prove Ulster it. Scotch. You want her to call? That's what I'm saying. It's Scotch-Irish. That's no. what it is. Anyhow, as you know, it's, it's not too late. you got six days. Get out. Get involved. Yeah. Do something. You know what your, all your slogan right. should be? It would make me feel better. Offset the mafia corruption in voting. Offset the ballot harvesting of the Democrat roach scum mafia, led by every short-in-the-pants Irishman from Dick Mal to little Mike Madigan to that fraud Ed Burke with his $30 whores at Tavern on Rush. What? How about this? If you want to stop getting pulled by Democrats, vote for a Republican up and down the ticket. Because they're going to continue to poll you like they have been polling you for the last, yeah. I don't know how many years. Boy, we got to work in Paul Pelosi tossing a salad because that's what that freak is doing. Thank you very much, Kevin. Let's go to John at Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean, good evening. Appreciate you taking the call. Anytime, bro. Jussie Smollett or Paul Pelosi, whose story has more holes in it? Well, I'm going to tell you what. Jussie Smollett. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking Smollett about. Juicy Smollett had, had a lot more. Juicy Smollett had a lot more imagination. Paul Pelosi sounds to me like a cover up of a tryst gone wrong. And there's another aspect I want to know. Where exactly was Nancy? Washington, D.C. But where? Because I have a sneaky suspicion that she was at the Ritz-Carlton where all of the Democrat political whores lived and live, like Harry Reid. There's a lot of freaks that go on in that Ritz-Carlton. You know, these people live in a way we can't even imagine. I'd like to know who Nancy was with at the time. Because one thing's for sure, that whole arrangement doesn't smell right to me. Not to mention, Paul Pelosi is photographed wearing an ascot. (laughs) <laughs> which is something that even Pete Buttigieg wouldn't wear. Thank you very much, John. Garfield Ridge. In the meantime, let's just finish up on uh, J&J. You get the gist of it. This company that's poisoning Americans buys a heart company so they can make money on the very disease they created. Now let's listen to another old Democrat whore, who I can't believe is still alive, Walter Jacobson. Walter. Now, I saw Walter. I particularly don't like this little dwarf. Did you ever see Walter? He can't be but four foot ten. And I was at O'Hare. This is years ago. Years ago. I was at O'Hare going out of town. 
some little old woman and her granddaughter went up to Walter, who was at the United check-in. And they said, oh, Walter, I'm such a fan. He said, do you mind leaving me alone? I'm not on... I'm not on the job. And I thought to myself, how am I going to explain it to my wife how I grab Walter by the back of the head and bang it off at the terminal? So I said, I'm tired of making excuses to the old lady. So I left it alone. I minded my own business. And I thought to myself, what a smarmy little son of a bitch. What a weasel bastard rat roach Walter Jacobson is. And yet here he is, still hanging on and still a weasley rat roach. As I see it, from the beginning of his campaign for governor great, of Illinois, he? the Republican candidate for governor, Darren Bailey, every mortician listening said, Poof, I should send him a card. Bailey didn't have much of a chance, and now has even less, due to a front-page story by the Chicago Tribune that's been read, or at least seen, by a million people across Illinois. A story about Darren Bailey and members of his family being paid more than Eight million federal and state taxpayer dollars. Are those dentures, you think, or remnants of a bagel? What do you think he's got flopping around his mouth? Boy, if it was Kamala Harris, I'd know. While he's accusing his opponent, the incumbent Governor Pritzker, of overspending and wasting taxpayer dollars. A story about Bailey's family selling some of its private land in southern Illinois to the state government in Springfield to be tr- So now that's interesting. So Bailey's family sold land to the state for a preserve, and that's Walter Jacobson's problem. But fat slob pansy, definition of a butter-handed cream puff, Pritzker and good old Grandpa Abe laundering mafia money through real estate purchases. That doesn't bother Walter? Huh. So it's that the farmer whose family has been farming for generations, decides to sell land and make money. That's the scandal of corruption that tweaks Walter's prostate the way Paul likes it tweaked. That's what gets him up and going. Turned into a public recreation and hunting area. A sportsman's paradise, said Darren Bailey's uncle. Oh, when he- that's what it is. Darren Bailey's uncle said that he'll sell the land as long as it's a preserve where sportsmen can hunt and fish and do all kinds of things that land is supposed to be. See, that's what men do, Walter. Men, of which you've never been one, pussy. He pitched the land, the government, in round numbers, four million taxpayer dollars to the Bailey family for some of its forested and scrabbled land and for preserving the land as a natural habitat, another four million. All that, in addition to millions of taxpayer dollars that... That's the big scandal, you fracking moron? That's the big scandal? But you don't mind that this fat pig... Pritzker is on hours of FBI tape with the proven felon corrupt piece of garbage fluffer to Dick Mel's daughter, Rod Blagojevich. That you got no problem with? Walter. Oh, my word. Why don't you hurry up and meet the end? Eric Hoffman Estates. Hey, Sean. Uh, love you, man. Love your show. Hey, I got a quick question, too, before I start. I turned on uh, I turned on the radio station 560 and it had uh, some 
sports cast going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm preempted. I'm That's why I was able to call Walter Jacobson, what I've been dying to call him ever since he insulted that old lady and her granddaughter. Uh, we are streaming on Asshat, also known as Facebook. We're on uh, 560theanswer.com, and we are on okay. Rumble. Okay, got you. All right, well, that answers that question. Uh, a statement I wanted to make, and I love that last thing you said against, uh, you know, Bailey versus Pritzker. It's so right. These, these people are idiots around here. They hate they honest really money. They only stick to they hate right. honest they, money. They, they only stick to one thing, Sean. They only hear one thing, only one side. It's all they ever care about. And it's kind of like what I just saw. I was watching CNN versus Fox on Biden and the Biden speech. And the, the bottom line for Fox said Biden dressing uh, democracy attack on democracy. CNN said Trump causes more harm to democracy. When so are they going to get over? Trump's no longer in office, you idiot. Here's the other like, thing. And this, I'm, I know this is over the Pelosi attack. Let's face the facts. The guy was mentally ill. You can't I don't give a, on any type I, of Trump photo. I don't give a rip what some San Francisco Sally does. I don't give a rip. He doesn't represent me or indict me or anything have to do with me. None of it has to do with the Republican Party. He's never been a Republican. But to watch this feeble piece of shit pretend to read off a teleprompter that is six inches from his right. face and he still can't do it, and then pretend that 81 million morons still voted for him, he stole the son of a bitch and thing and he doesn't want anyone to know. God, I like swearing. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I, I, I cannot tell you how angry I was. And I finally got to let it out with Walter Jacobson making, ridiculing that old woman and her granddaughter. All she wanted to do was say she liked you. That's all she wanted to do, you fracking little... Ew. All right. Fun swearing. I like swearing. All right, I won't swear anymore. Tom Bolingbrook. Sean, you're killing me tonight. I'm in yeah. tears. I'm loving this new thing where I get to actually hear the right words to describe somebody like Walter. To just yell at a woman. If she would have been with a, if she would have been with a six foot four guy, you think that little, that little <laughs> would have would have possibly said it? Did I swear? Oh, God, I'm sorry. All right, sorry. Oh. Uh, you're, you're in a new realm, and I'm loving it, man. I'm actually... I'm, it was I'm aggravating, man. Show. Yeah, he's a weasel. Because I wanted to stick up for her. You know, and you know you can't do anything. You can't do anything. No, no. <laughs> you got me to swear to big one, too, Tom, you jerk. Go ahead. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was in the DMV. I'm getting a driver's license, and I got uh, two couples next to me when I go to get the final sign off on everything's accurate. I've got a Chinese couple about 60 to the right of me, and I've got a 40-year-old couple, um, foreign couple, both with interpreters. And do you know what the DMV did to both of them? Registered, registered them to vote. Them to vote. But this yeah. is good. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, Tom, and I'm dead serious about this. You have a better chance of those people who are fleeing the kind of corruption that the Chicago Democrats embraces. You have a better chance of somebody from a communist country coming here to vote against it than you do a Chicago Democrat. 
You have a better chance of them voting against the corruption that destroys this city. It's everywhere it touches. Than you do a, an IBEW higher upper, upper echelon union thug. Way better. So it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. And I'm going to tell you right now. When you well, see I love these your people, show. thank you. You see these people come from Venezuela. You see these people come. They have a. You have a much better chance of them voting against the corruption that the street department in Chicago is is stoking. So it's not always <laughs> bad, brother. Besides, Walter hey, Jacobson you, you, is going to vote Democrat far he's, he, far more oh. than a, people from China. Thank you very much. And you know that's the thing. I should, probably shouldn't have swore, but that's all right because. These are the people who have been running cover for the mafia. Walter Jacobson has made it possible for Mike Madigan to be a crime don for five fracking decades. Five decades. And he couldn't have done it without cover from a pretend media like Walter Jacobson, who is mad at the Bailey family who owns who knows how many acres that they can't farm on because it's not worth it. When a Democrat mafia member runs something. So the uncle wanted to protect it so that the land could be used for what it's meant. And that fries Walter Jacobson. But the La Cosa Nostra connection to Abe Pritzker, Penny Pritzker turning cities into Section 8 welfare ruins. That's okay by Walter. You little, you know what I mean. I didn't say it. You sure you can't buzz in? Ah, that's all right. We'll deal with it. In the meantime, let's all recognize the problem. Acceptance of corruption rather than a rejection of it. Whether it's Biden, Pritzker, or Walter Jacobson. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.